I call it the new age order and not the new world order for a reason. Let us sit back and pretend just for a moment. Imagine you sitting here right now listening to this week's RLE. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we are now kidnapped by Jesus in the air. As we're in heaven around the throne room of God, we look down at a world that is in chaos. We see the commotion. We hear the screams. We see the cries. But then we see this person rise up, the false prophet, maybe bringing a form of peace and unity type of message, all the while while introducing the Antichrist, the savior of humanity. In this moment, there's going to be a shift in the spiritual realm like never before. We focus in on the mark of the beast and the digital technologies that will most certainly come in the second half of the tribulation. However, we seem to ignore the main focal point, and that's the first half, the most important half, the great revival half, but the half filled with deception. Why is there deception? Because the false prophet will usher in a false religion like we've never seen before. This week's RLE, I want you to imagine what it's going to be like for our loved ones, our family, our friends, even maybe those we really didn't like very much, deceived by the greatest spiritual delusion they will ever hear. So not only do we have a blend happening from the new age, spiritual, awakened, enlightened world, but we also have a mass deception of the false movement in our churches today. False religions, cults, charismania, new apostolic, deliverance, signs and wonders coming at a train speed ahead, crashing into the actual churches, decimating people and their thought patterns. But yet none of us talk about it. The new age order is what's going to come before the new world order. Am I just making this stuff up? Absolutely not. A mass deception is going to fall upon the planet when the rapture happens. What that looks like or sounds like, I don't know. I just know that in the middle half of the tribulation, the Antichrist has no need now for this religious Babylon. And it's at that moment that he says, I will be worshipped as God. I will have a mark implemented that people have to take who willingly follow after the beast. I will have an image 
whatever that looks like, an idol engraved to either my name or what I look like. Worship me. I desecrated this temple. I am God. But the first half is where we need to be, where we need to focus, where we need to hone in on. Spiritual deception today is everywhere, not only in the world, but in our churches, in our music today. So let's sit back on this week's RLE. And again, do you hear what I hear? Half of all Americans no longer believe in God. Americans. Americans. Americans doubt God's existence more than ever. Americans are losing faith in all of our institutions. While our institutions may be failing, while belief in a conventional, traditional God might be in decline, there is an opportunity for you to embrace a new God, a new God, a new God, embrace a new God, a God within yourself. And as long as your connection to that God makes you treat yourself and other people with respect and honour and an attitude of kindness, simple things that we've always understood from our grandparents and those that we've most loved, then there is hope for all of us. Don't let these stories of decline bring you down. We create reality in the moment, within ourselves, through our relationships with one another. So while most people may be losing faith in God, my faith in God and my faith in you and my faith in the future is stronger than ever. Evangeline Lilly. You might know her best from her role on the TV show Lost, the character Kate. So a long time ago... Evangeline came out saying that she was a Christian, yet she had liberal values. This is from a CBN article when she came out in opposition of the mandate of the vaccination. It is worth noting Lily was reportedly raised by devoutly Christian parents. In fact, as a teenager, she went on a three-week mission trip to the Philippines. Now... She's on a completely different paradigm, and I'm going to read exactly what she said, because now she has a different type of mystery that she connects to. A few times during our conversation, Lily mentions the ways in which she's learning to self-advocate. 
to tap into the wisdom of her body, to, quote, connect to mystery. She recites a prayer most mornings, and this is what the prayer says. I'm here, and I am listening, and I'm asking for guidance, and I pray that you would guide every step and every choice that I make today, and every word that I speak today. It has a big impact on my days, she says. I feel myself going to do something and then getting a proverbial tap on the shoulder and being like, I feel like I shouldn't do that or I should go over here instead. Now they say, yeah, it'll cost you five grand to do and you'll lose $300,000 per location because people will boycott your store and they're like, pull the decorations. Mm -hmm. They don't actually care. It's all about the, the path of least resistance. And the fact that regular people are providing resistance, these companies are immediately just changing course. Mm -hmm. The regular people thing matters a lot. Like I said, uh, I mean, I've said this before on the show. I was just in California doing some more ATR stuff last couple of weeks. And some of my friends out there, like you talk to them about this stuff and, and they're like, look, I got kids and I'm a progressive guy and stuff. But man, that ain't right but I don't want to do this. And they really understood the, the ramifications of having, you know, their kids be exposed to this stuff. And they, and I think that the average person is, is rejecting it out of hand. I think that the normal people that are, again, you know, have maybe 15, 20 minutes a week for politics. That's all they spend on, on knowing what's going on in the world. You know, they, they, maybe they see some memes that their friends send and then they'll listen to, you know, the news for 15 minutes the in the evening or whatever or in the morning those people are the ones that are like yo i don't like the idea of the teacher wanting my child to transition you know i watched the passion of the christ for the first time Ooh, how, last I, night. wow i heard it's gruesome it is it's really and um the beginning i thought was a little slow and then it actually got really really good it's not uh I wouldn't describe it as explicitly religious. I mean, obviously it is, but what I mean is it's political. And, and either, the reason I bring this up is someone's just mentioned because of all this, there's going to be a far right backlash. And then I saw that. I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I did just watch the passion for the first time ever. Cause I was, I was curious. I'm like, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, not Christian, not real, but I do now want to understand more. So what the points that are being made. So I did watch it. And, uh, it was, it was, it's, 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 it's actually pretty good. I do think, you know, there needs to be a movie for the average person. This one was in Aramaic, Hebrew and Latin with <laughs> subtitles, hard to watch. But uh, the reason I bring it up is I learned a lot that I didn't know, even having gone to Catholic school that changed my perspective uh, on some of these issues. And I think part, it, it is partly due to what we are seeing from the left that I was open to having watched a movie like that. Again, I'm not a Christian. I do believe in God. I don't believe in the Christian, like the Catholic Church or anything like that. But it got me watching this and learning about Pontius Pilate and um, what was the name? Uh, the murderer who was released and all this stuff. Barabbas. Like, yeah. Barabbas and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. Things I didn't know that, you know, the Pontius was like, I can release one person, Jesus or Barabbas, the murderer. And they're like, release the murderer. Like that's how much so, they hated. See, you went to Catholic school and they didn't cover this. Nope. 
That is incredible. But that may be why there's a break in religion. Yeah, of course. They they said they filled the crowd with people that were like, get Jesus. I think they had false flag. I think they had like. (laughs) That's right. I don't don't want to talk. I'm not not trying to talk talk about religion. My point was simply, I do believe there will be a pendulum swing towards the right because of this. I do believe there will be a pendulum swing towards the right because of this. A pendulum swing towards the right because of this. I think what's happening now is people are starting to ask questions of how to get to the point where there are pedophiles shaking their genitals in front of children and thrusting in, you know, towards them while they watch. And it's like, well, I don't think it's com- it completely correlates with, with religion, but the pendulum will swing. People will look back at where we were 10 years ago and say, what were we doing back then? It's like, oh, okay, we had standards. The standards were like this. You're going to hear arguments from people who are Christian, who are Catholic, and they're going to say, here's what we believe and why we oppose it. And then you're going to get regular moms and dads who are like, what do I have to do to stop the man from gyrating nude in front of my children? And the left is going to say, you're a bigot. And the right is going to say churches this way. There's already people that are starting to talk about, you know, Christian nationalism and stuff. And that's the the too far swing back to the right. And like people like James Lindsay, thankfully, are, are already like looking for ways to push back against it because there is going to be an, a reaction from the right. There's way more people going to church now than there were probably five years ago. There's way more young people converting or rediscovering religion in response to what they're seeing as what they would consider a uh, perversion or whatever, or what is it? What's the word they like to use deviancy or whatever. Um, but it's something that liberals and again, normal liberals, not progressives. It's something that liberals have to be aware of and have to be be concerned with because you don't want to allow the government to have too much influence by the Christian right. Like a liberal society can make room for the Christian right. It can make room for progressives. It can make room for for uh, Muslims. It can make room for everybody. If you have a liberal society that doesn't favor one ideology, a liberal society that doesn't favor one ideology, a liberal society that doesn't favor one ideology. Right now, our liberal society is heavily influenced and heavily favors progressive ideology. So you may be asking yourself, why did I even just play that from Timcast IRL? And I firmly believe that everything that we're seeing today is a mass distraction. However, what it's doing is it's shifting the left to lean right. However, it is not leaning towards the real Jesus, but a spiritual awakening. So go back and listen again to that Timcast IRL snippet, and you will hear with your own ears this awakening that has been happening. Why is the awakening happening? It's not leading people to Christ. It's leading them to a false light. I thank you so much for taking time out on this week's RLE. And from this point forward, I hope you still journey with me. Let me just take a few minutes here at the end. Because this LCP, Life Clips podcast, RLEs, I'm still going to expose on the RLEs the falsehoods within our church. But I'm also going to allow you, the listener, to hear what secular people have to say, not in a bad way, but in a way to show 
you how deceived they are under the guise of the left-right paradigm. What is shifting our world right now? Why are these things happening? It is not to awaken the person to salvation. It is to awaken the person to the new age order. <laughs>